Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Uh, No matter where you're listening, no matter where you're listening, welcome to Whole Life Healing. After about 25 years in this field, uh, I realized that a lot of people were not getting to complete healing because they were addressing only one part of their being, body, mind, or spirit, and that if you can address all three, it tends to elicit deep, holistic, complete healing. And so that's what we're about. And um, we have these teachings that are kind of the spiritual and mental side. The codes that Johanna will be doing in a few minutes are more the physical part of that. But it's but even the physical part is designed to heal that spiritual root. So every week I hope to give you a little something to think about, a little something to brighten your day, a little something to challenge you, and a little something to apply, to practically apply, to make your week a little better, and every once in a while, maybe make your life a little better. We only started doing this podcast very, very recently, and uh, I was thrilled to hear that someone contacted me two days ago and told me that it was number three on iTunes in the area of alternative health, and that uh, that's terrific. We've done no advertising at all, except telling people on this call that they can access it there. Uh, nothing else, so uh, hopefully it's uh, helping some people, or at least challenging or being interesting to some people. Let us know how we can do this better, and we'll, we'll do our best to do that. Today I'm going to be talking about uh, struggles that you go through and where do they come from and how can you identify that pretty quickly in order to short circuit the cycle where a trigger happens which initiates a problem, the problem elicits negative thoughts, negative feelings, negative behaviors, things to numb the pain, habits or addictions, and you get in this cycle that you keep repeating all your life. So how do you break that cycle? That's kind of what we're going to be talking about. So if that's appealing to you, maybe I can give you something that will help or at least challenge you over the next few minutes. Uh, I grew up in a sports family, really all sports. I, I played about every sport except baseball. I never really played baseball, but Basketball, football, tennis. Uh, We didn't play much soccer back then, uh, although I think I would have liked it. So I like sports. I like competition. I believe that if you approach it the right way, it can create all kinds of wonderful good character traits. It can uh, teach you how to go through pain in 
a healthy, constructive way, which is one of the best lessons anyone can ever learn in life. You could also choose through sports to go through it in a very negative way, which is kind of where I started with uh, breaking my tennis racket or throwing the football uh, over the fence or whatever when I got mad and things didn't go my way. But I learned kind of through sports how to deal with losing, how to deal with pain, uh, which have served me pretty well for the rest of my life. I was watching recently, just a couple of months ago, in the United States, the NCAA Men's College Basketball Final Four. That's when the national championship is down to four teams. And it's a pretty big deal in the U.S. when it comes to sports. And one of the commentators made this statement. We are all a product of our past. And so that's the first part of what I would like to challenge you to think about this week and, and overlay that onto you, your life, your family, your job, things you're struggling with, things that are good, kind of all of the above. You are a product of your past. Now that doesn't mean you can't change the product. And I hope that's why you're here, because you want your product to be better than it would be just by letting the past do whatever it wants to in your present and in your future. But there's no doubt, really, that we are greatly, greatly influenced, and I might say especially the negative things in our life from our past. So let's explore that a little bit. There's... There's three statements I want to make, and if you're where you can take notes, you might write these down because they're really short, they're really simple, but I think they're wonderful things to pull out every so often and sort of reassess in your life. So if you've got a pencil, take it out, and if, if this is three minutes wasted, I apologize, but I don't think it will be. The first one. Anxiety is imagining the future without God or love. And I believe God is love. And love is God. So I could just say one of those, but get the idea it's really both and they're one. Anxiety is, is imagining the future without God. Or if you're more comfortable saying it this way, anxiety is imagining the future without love. That's number one. Number two, depression, hopelessness, and helplessness is imagining or recalling the past without God or love. Depression, hopelessness, helplessness is imagining the past without God or love. Number three, anger is imagining the, or looking at the present without God or love. All right, let's explore this a little bit. 
As, uh, as I travel around the world and talk to people and uh, try to write books that maybe will help a few folks based on things I've learned mainly, uh, my own problems, that, that I still haven't overcome all of those, but I'm working on it every day, okay? When you talk about love, nobody's got a problem with that. Do you want love? Oh, of course. Do you believe in love? Oh, sure. All right? But we don't realize the, the implications of that statement. We don't realize the implications of love. Light is the physical manifestation of love. Darkness is the physical manifestation of an absence of love. Well, what does that mean? Well, Google this if you don't believe me. But, but well, Google this whether you believe me or not, because I want you to find it for yourself. A cancer cell is a dark cell. It has too much darkness in it. In fact, they can do diagnostic tests a lot of times and identify a cancer cell specifically because it's too dark. If somehow you can get light into that cell, you, you can heal it. But the question is, how the heck do you do that? I mean, shining a flashlight in your ears doesn't do it, or mouth, or anywhere else, okay? I've tried that, believe me, <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> so how can you get light in those cells? Well, it comes internal from the body, and it comes from the mind first to the body. Here's where it comes from. Let's say you have a memory, <clears throat> as I do, of being a young child and having something negative happen. I've got one where my father found out he had heart disease and he just snapped one Saturday morning and took it out on me. He had never done that in his life and he never did that again. But boy, was it a devastating thing for me. And it took me about 15 years to get over that. And that's not that unusual. So I have this memory, or did then, of my dad doing this physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of the above abusive thing to me. And it wasn't sexual. He hit me with an open hand and told me I was never going to amount to anything over and over and over for about a minute or two. That's what it was. So I've got this memory. That happened probably when I was 12, 13 or so. So I'm 15 years old and I've got this memory. Well, is everything in that memory bad? No. It's not. There are trees in that memory. They're not bad. There's grass in that memory. That's not bad. There's a house in that memory. I still really like that house. Really, there's only one or two or three negative things in the memory, and everything else is either positive or okay. So you might think of those one or two or three negative things in the memory 
as darkness. Okay? So that memory, as long as I have it, until I fix that 12 or 13 year old issue in my life, is resonating a signal to my brain that basically my brain interprets as turn off the lights. In other words, darkness starts flowing from inside of me to cells, to organs, to systems, etc. Why? Because there's an absence of love in that memory. My, it's my father hitting me. That's not love. Love doesn't do that. And that darkness from that memory, and I, I'm, I am talking physical darkness, starts to go from cell to cell to cell because of the control mechanisms in my brain and nervous system in response to that memory. And if I'm not really careful, in a few years or months, it's going to start causing physical health problems. And the doctor's going to run diagnostic tests. He's going to see those dark cells. And here we go. When you heal a memory, and that's what I've been doing for the last 17 plus years, you don't eliminate it. You can't eliminate it. You can't eliminate a memory. In fact, they've cut out every part of the brain and the memories are still there. And you don't want to take away the things in the memory that are negative. I mean, excuse me, positive. You don't want to take away the trees, or the grass, or the house, or the birds, or all that other stuff. So the whole memory doesn't even have to be changed. The only thing that has to be changed in that memory is the absence of love. Now, about that memory for about 15 years, I already told you it took me a long, long time to recover from that. When I thought about that memory, I immediately felt bad. Okay? Physically bad. Emotionally bad. In every way, bad. Why? Why did I feel bad? Because there's a love problem in that memory. Which is what we are all about. I believe it's what we're on this earth for. Is to choose love or to choose fear when things get tough. That's the test. And it's, and it's ten times a day, every day. Will you choose love or fear when things get tough? And typically, we choose fear.
Okay, so back to my memory with my dad. There's very little wrong with that memory. And, and that is an absence of love. And that's the non-physical side. The physical side is the corresponding darkness instead of light. Which is transmitted to my brain and nervous system 24-7 until it's fixed. And my brain and nervous system send a signal out to other cells that cause them to close and there starts a lack of love and darkness in them. And it spreads like a virus. That's it. That's how it works. And then the doctor picks it up on his test as darkness, cancer cells, diabetes, MS, whatever whatever it happens to be, wherever you break at your weakest link. So the only way to fix this negative domino effect, negative cycle, is to put the love back in. You see, the reason that memory caused me so much harm for 15 years was not because of what happened. I still remember my dad hitting me and saying, Alex, you're never going to amount to anything. Because that's the truth. That's what happened. But that's not what was causing the fear and darkness. What was causing the fear and darkness was my therefore. And it is always the therefore. Because my dad hit me and told me I'm never going to amount to anything, the therefore, I'm never going to amount to anything. Because my dad was my hero at this time. If he says it's true, you can take it to the bank. Only in this case, it wasn't true. So I don't even have to change what's in the memory. I don't, have, I don't even have to change that he hit me and said you're not going to amount to anything. The only thing that has to change is the therefore. And so you have to pour love into the therefore. So what is my love for that memory? What, what is my change in the therefore now? It's the truth. That had nothing to do with me. My dad was terrified of his own health problem. And on a Saturday morning, for the only time in his life, he snapped and did something he'd never done and would never do again that he greatly regretted and even apologized for later. That's the truth. So there was zero truth in his words that I was never going to amount to anything, and there never was. So I pour the love into that memory by pouring the truth into that memory. Now let's say that 
let's say that it's something bad that I did. Ah, that changes it, right? Because now it's my fault. No, it doesn't change it. Everybody does things that are their fault. I, I'm the king of doing things wrong that are my fault. But that's the point. Everybody does. I can't judge you. You can't judge me. Judgment is for God and small children. My job is to love no matter what. And, and along with love, the physical manifestation is light, and the thing that points the way to love and light is truth. The, point, the thing that points to fear and darkness is falsehood. So you've got to find the lie that you're believing, which is always a therefore, and then you pour love into it by pouring the whole truth into it. Which may be, I did a terrible thing. But you know what? Everybody does terrible things. And I can be forgiven just like anyone else. Usually, I'm the hardest person to forgive myself. So, that's what I would encourage you to pray about, meditate on, and start to apply this week. Look at your past for imagining for hopelessness, helplessness, depression. Look at your future for anxiety. Look at your present for anger. And you've got to add God to those memories. You've got to add love to those memories. You've got to add the whole truth to those memories and keep doing it until they change from darkness to light, from falsehood to truth, from fear to love. And when that happens, you will no longer in a negative way be a product of your past about that memory, that issue. So take that one issue at a time until you have broken that, cycle, that negative cycle from your past, leave in place the positive ones. Those are terrific. And live your life starting now the way you want to. In light, in love, in peace, in joy, in truth. But that will never happen if you just let the past have its way in you whatever it wants because it will tend to choose fear and darkness and falsehood.